0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Obius. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. We got drama with nuts. We got the Canes in action tonight against the Islanders. And the NFL popped a few guys for gambling when they shouldn't have. Daily Checkdown brought to you by Talk it Out NC let's get it. I got five on it. All right.
1: it it's one thing that the Oakland A's are leaving Oakland yeah and their stadium yeah
0: they're going to Vegas you know, they,
1: they, they got this place in Vegas after years of penny pinching and fighting with the town and everything else okay but apparently they have a possum in the visiting television booth Joe that they can't <laughs> get rid of.
0: What is it like if a, there was a it, possum it, in the wall
1: behind us how how would you how would you feel about that because you'd have to know it was a possum first of all and not like a chupacabra <laughs> or something else I would be uneasy
0: so well how would we hear it would it, would it be uh, scratching the wall yes
1: apparently it's a thing
0: The the in the, and time, the so. A's broadcast they were so they haven't knocked a wall. I have not seen the story. So they have not knocked a wall out to get the possum out. No, basically the A's are saying
1: we don't own the stadium, so it's Oakland-Alameda st- Coliseum. The county does. So they haven't called Critter Control, and the county's like, "Cool, you're leaving for Vegas, <laughs> <laughs> so we're not in a hurry to help you out with any of your home improvement you know projects." What? Good
0: for the city of Oakland. Oh, you're leaving? Don't let the door hit you. Yeah, don't let the possum oh, don't. Hit you. don't let the possum hit you on the way out. So- Don't let the possum bite you Little trash pandas out here, you know It's been out there for over a year What, the the possum has? Yeah Well, then it's its home Leave the possum alone It is now
1: An endangered species, apparently,
0: according to the Yeah, like there's a um, We have a uh, So underneath the shed, pretty sure we have a groundhog You hope it's a groundhog I'm pretty sure it's a groundhog Okay um jacob has referenced this uh, he's, he's named the groundhog meatball so and he will you know he'd waddle out you know ahead of the ahead of hibernation time go get fat and then just go hide under the shed for a while makes sense and i'm pretty sure it's a groundhog too because like he's eaten like the sides of the shed and whatnot um again i will say to you you hope it's a groundhog but i'm not messing with him okay yeah, i'm not a, messing with i him. would not either okay so, I mean, you see my house. we got a creek running through the back. There's all sorts of wildlife that's going back there. I saw an owl just swoop down and snatch up a snake the other day and then fly off. I've seen hawks come through and snatch squirrels or field mice and then just go scurry off. So I've it's seen some, helpful. I've seen some wild stuff. So they're not stuff. coming after you. No, they're not. I've seen some wild stuff in the backyard, man. But owl
1: murders are a thing. In the triangle and media people so, so you gotta I've be heard. careful
0: as long as uh, i don't have any stairs
1: no stairs and no fire pokes I so don't. i'm
0: good well there's a fire poke out back Ooh. by the fire pit. let's stay away from the fire poke. okay next up one of the four all of the four or half of the four when's the last time you got hit in the nuts
1: it's a great question joe Um, i feel like in golf sometimes you can step on a club maybe yeah. Yeah. Pops up. Hits you right there. Knock, knock the wind out of you.
0: That's like, that's comedy. That's like right out of a cartoon. It It is. And then what? It, yes. you, you get you get hit there, you stumble around, and then there's a rake, and then you, the rake hits you in the face. L- Luckily, I've avoided the rakes, but I
1: will okay. say, yeah, there are times where I'll step on a wedge to just try to pop it back up. Yeah. Instead of, you know, reaching over with my, my stupid back, and I will end up doing more damage to myself than if I just bent over and got it.
0: Yeah. Last time I got, last time I got hit in the testicles, it was an inadvertent thing that happened with uh, my younger son okay and it just he wasn't really paying attention and then next thing you know i get just a fist to the nuts yeah it was not pleasant and it it, it Should lingers
1: we put more context
0: around that or just let oh, it just outside be- okay. you know goofing around and then there you go it happens Get your head out of the gutter. Buddy. I don't know.
1: That's what I'm saying. I, I always properly fr- frame
0: it. You know, it's funny. I always forget yeah. that you still have like you operate on a middle school level for yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. For a lot of things, it's pretty entertaining that a guy who's it's approaching true. 48 because you'll be what 48 Let's get there? Yeah. Next week, right? Tuesday. Tuesday, you're turning 48. Yet sometimes you're like. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's an endearing quality of yours. Anyway, anybody. Any dude, and I know, like, real quick, real quick, before we move on with this conversation, I want to acknowledge the women in the audience. I was going to say, you're not
1: making an, an, a false equivalency nope. to no, I'm not. menstrual I'm not. cycles I'm not, or wanna, birth or any oh, of those other things. Oh,
0: God, if guys had to deal with periods, we'd be, there's no way. There's no way. We'd be the biggest, whiniest people on the planet if we had to deal with a menstrual cycle. Forget it. Pregnancy? <laughs> It's game over. All right? So I want to preface what I'm about to say by saying, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to equate this to anything- To real hardships. To real hardships that women go through. Right. Okay? Women go through way much more than men ever will. So I just want to preface that. That being said, guys, am I right? When you get hit there, it's not pleasant. Well, that happened twice last night. Uh, in the Brooklyn Philadelphia series. And the part that I'm really having a hard time processing is how James Harden was not ejected after I get that what was it Claxton stood over him. Okay. Yeah,
1: Joel Embiid was
0: the kick in the, to the groin. Right. So but so Claxton Claxton it, dunked and then stepped, stu- stepped over Embiid. Over Embiid, and Embiid did not like this. And he kicked him in. And he him kicked, in the kicked groin. him in the groin. Yeah.
1: Straight so, up. How are you in the game? Ah, that's a great. I'm sure Draymond Green was looking at that with the
0: yeah, he was doing the he was, he was the Leo Leonardo, Leonardo from, DiCaprio. Uh, yeah, once upon Stunt a time in Hollywood, him. he's pointing at the pointing at the screen, and then there was clearly a makeup call because James Harden, as he was going to the basket, tapped. I forgot who it was. He he tapped in the uh, in the groin, and he dropped like a rock, which is of course because you got hit the nuts. So he gets uh, he ends up getting ejected for that. You're right. They got those backwards. They got yes. it backwards. Yes. No, it's the other way around. Like you could make one like, argument. Um, we could beat James Harden,
1: but you needed to take Embiid out for us. And Thank of you. course,
0: Embiid makes this crucial sure. block at the end of the game, and they go on to win it. So I'm really and NBA. Oh, and and then with Claxton, they eject or they they gave him a flagrant two for taunting after late in the game. Yes, so which then is he like,
1: ended up getting ejected?
0: When I'm really confused by that because after what and beat it done to him, you should probably give it to Claxon, Like, yeah, man, we got that one wrong. You got kicked in the nuts. We'll let you taunt if you want. So I'm really confused by the NBA last night in their amount of justice that occurred in that game.
1: There's not a lot of consistency. I'm not going to sit here and try to defend the different calls to you because, quite frankly, you can't. Next up.
0: One, two, three.
1: Are you ready for the Gillio clock rules in college football in the same year? We're going to get the Gillio schedule model in the ACC. Everything is coming up, NCA NCAA, according to Dennis Dodd at CBS, is expected to approve a rules change that will stop the clock after first downs, which will therefore save about seven plays a game. The clock will still stop at the end of the, two, the final two minutes of each half. There's also a rule there, Joe, uh, you know, when there's a penalty, a defensive penalty, there's supposed to be an untimed down at the end of each quarter. The, the rule would now apply to moving the play to the start of the next quarter for the first and third quarters. Again, you say now you're going you're to save about seven plays a game by having a running clock until the final two minutes. And you're going to have, I would say this is without data, you're probably going to save anywhere between 20 and 30 minutes a game, depending on if it's the SEC broadcast or not. Although, no, it's not on CBS anymore. It's not on CBS anymore. Maybe those will will go down anyway.
0: So, I'm curious. At this point, why don't they just make all the rules in college football, at least at the Power 5 level, the same as the NFL?
1: Well, I I think the NFL should actually, in the final two minutes, do this, Mm -hmm. where the clock stops on a first down. Again, we've talked before about being at the mercy of the chain crew, yeah. these, these 60 plus year old men, completely not in shape, too. and you know just kind of moving around when you know there's technology to handle all of these things. So I like the idea of stopping the clock on a first down in a two minute drill. I actually think that's what the NFL should do. You know, going to two feet inbounds, and they could do something like that. Sure, uh, the play clock again could could be something they could shorten as well. But I think this is progress for college football. I think it's going to help uh, speed the games up, which. Based on the early reviews from Major League Baseball, all of these sports should be considering how to to streamline and make their games more efficient.
0: uh, There there is a a how people consume sports thing to take into account here and speeding things up and game windows and everything else. But you know there are people who are perfectly okay with four-hour football games. I do
1: think there is a unique quality to college football, A lot like the NHL where you care about your team and you don't necessarily care about other teams. Yeah. So you are perfectly fine, the deal you've made is I'm a season ticket holder, I'm going to the game, it's an all day affair, Mm -hmm. no matter when the kickoff is, I'm going there to enjoy myself. I get that. But there is a frustration to being in the stadium for an extra half hour at, at minimum when you start talking about some of these first downs, you're like, "Come on, all right, we can do this. Let's, let's keep this can, moving." You know, you can shorten halftime, which they've done in years past already. I mean, there's other ways around this, so we'll, you know, it's it's it's
0: completely evolving. Next up, and I don't even care who number two is. So we've got a little bit of gambling drama in the NFL. The NFL announced today that they suspended five players, four of them on the Detroit Lions, including last year's first-round pick, Jamison Williams. Wide receiver Quintez Cephas, wide receiver Stanley Berryhill, and safety C.J. Moore were also suspended. The other player was on the Washington Commanders. Now, the Detroit News reported that among in these suspensions, there were Lions staff members from multiple departments that were fired for gambling policy violations last month. So, on the surface, it would appear that the Lions have a little bit of a gambling issue or at least a mis- misunderstanding of the policies, misunderstanding sure. of the rules. So this
1: is what happens when the sports books and the leagues are working in concert. Yes. Most of these bets are made via phone, so there's geofencing, you know the location. The location was flagged. The sports books then would go to the either the league or the team and say, "Hey, I would assume the, the league" and say, "Hey, yeah. there were bets placed from this facility." The, then you go and you look at the league rules and you look at what the bets were. Jameson Williams, in this case, was betting on college football, so he was given a six-game suspension. But yeah. You, but Now, to note here, Joe, you are allowed to bet as an NFL player. You're yes. just not allowed to bet. Two things you're not allowed to do. You cannot bet on the NFL, and you cannot bet at, at a team facility or... During a team activity, which would be on the plane, yeah. Which I gotta tell you, man,
0: which is kind of none funny. of these
1: teams want anybody looking at your phones when you're on the tarmac. Yeah, I could just tell you that right
0: now. So here's the thing, like you said, that gambling policy, any form of gambling while in a club or league setting, any form setting, okay, yeah. setting, uh, which again, uh, you can play per league policy. You can play cards on the plane. The policy says so long as there's no money involved, which is amusing. Sure. Now. Here's where we get into the realities of gambling. What happened today is the system working. What happened today is exactly why legalizing sports wagering is actually better for the integrity of the sports than keeping it illegal. Because once the books get involved, the money's really important and the integrity of the game that you're gambling on is really important. And any impropriety, any perceived impropriety, has to be squashed. So I have zero issues with the harshness of these penalties because the money ultimately is what matters. In a high, that's just the real world. Follow the money. The money is always the thing that has to be protected at all costs. Now, you might think that's ridiculous. You might think that's crass. You might think that's cold. And I would agree with you, but in the real world, Money is the thing that is protected. This at all is also costs. the NFL,
1: and you have to have a real talk express with yourself if you're in denial about this. The NFL is the most popular sport yes. in the in this country because of gambling, and it's not just because of gambling on a game, but it's also fantasy football, which is, by the way, gambling.
0: Which on the back end, the players do see monetary gains because the more money that comes in, goes to the CBA. That's league generated revenue, and yeah. it gets shared. So it all it all it all ties in together. So, I have zero issues with the way this played out, but this also gets into the other realities of gambling. If you really want to gamble, don't you have a guy? Like, the, like the point about the cards. You can play yeah. cards in the plane, but as long as no money's involved. It's interesting. There's no actual cash being involved, but I'm sure there's a discussion it, taking place while you're playing cards. You know, are
1: are your kids on um, either Snapchat or yeah. the family sharing location services thing? Yeah, And my sister and my brother-in-law kind of laugh because you know that you can track your kids basically at all times mm-hmm. and my brother-in-law was often like why don't they just like hit the airplane mode like what why? and it's because this generation knows they're being tracked mm-hmm. and they don't care they don't care and in this particular instance the, these players not are just not realizing oh yeah you you thought you were replacing an innocent bet but you can't do it in the team facility like at some point the rules are the rules and mm-hmm. you have to follow the rules whether you think they're logical or whether you think the league is being hypocritical by accepting money you know from MGM Grand by accepting money from DraftKings and FanDuel and all those other things opening up gambling is not the problem and again if the world was run like the sports book is run we would all be a lot better off because there is no nonsense and and all of this information again is being flagged by the book and sent to the league and then the league is trying to send the right message before you get yourself into a situation where someone is legitimately trying to fix games because they're too far in the hole.
0: Also, don't forget the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Things would be way more efficient there, too. Next up. Number one is number three, as in game three tonight. New York Islanders hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. What the Canes need to do tonight to get this series locked down. Next. Your heart Check us out on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. We appreciate all the ways in which you can manipulate the algorithm in our favor. Hours brought to you by Train. Get a great deal this spring on a new train heating and cooling system. Train systems are engineered to keep up with you. Visit traininfo.com to find your local independent train dealer and learn more. It's hard to stop a train. Carolina Hurricanes in action tonight. Storm Watch with Adam Gold comes your way in about 40 minutes. Got the game on The Fan. Aftermath immediately following the game and the Canes Corner podcast waiting for you when you wake up in the morning because Gold does not sleep this time of the year he'll sleep in July whenever or whatever or Canes... he'll get
1: married during the Stanley Cup Finals well, one of th- the one, other.
0: one of those two things well don't tell Aileen maybe they'll just go maybe they'll go on an anniversary trip maybe that's what they'll do ahead of a Game Seven regardless I'll... Mr <laughs> Hockey missed the biggest moment. He wasn't Mr. Hockey then. Then Not yet? It wasn't. He hadn't really graduated to Mr. Hockey okay. at that point. He still had ACC interest at that he point. He did. He actually did. Back in 06, Gold <laughs> actually still showed up to basketball games and things like that. Regardless. Um, so we got the game and all that kind of stuff tonight. And what I'm going to be most fascinated, there's who's going to be in net. And it's going to be Auntie Ranta. It looks like um, Freddie Anderson's not at 100%, even though he did make the trip. Hmm. Uh, but it's going to be Ronta tonight. Okay, cool. You're making this hmm face as though Ronta really played out of his mind no, on Wednesday.
1: Didn't. No, no, no. It's funny. It, 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 we're so close to this, mm-hmm. right, that it's hard to just take even a half a step back. Do you realize there are only two series right now where a team has a 2-0 lead?
0: Yeah. Two. And we're all still— The Canes are yeah.
1: one of those teams. I know. Do you realize there's only one team in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. One. That won both of their home games. Mm-hmm. Only one. and It was the Carolina Hurricanes. Not the Boston Bruins. Not Boston. Who set an NHL no. record for points and wins. Not that team, but the Hurricanes. And yet. And yet, here we are with, a, I think, a healthy amount of consternation mm-hmm. about the way that game two went. About another injury to a top six forward. And, to your point about the goaltending situation, continued questions. Did the Canes win? Because of Ante Ranta in Game Two, or did they win in spite of Ante Ranta in Game Two? And what are the legitimate alternatives at this point? Freddie Anderson didn't dress for Game Two. Ilya, I mean, uh, excuse me, Kachekov is a guy who I do think you and I both agree mm-hmm. is their future, mm-hmm. but he's not quite ready to get up, you know, and square off with Ilya Sorokin in a in a Ruski on Ruski goaltending battle yet. Now it might come to that. By the end of the series, we'll see what Ronta does tonight. Sure. And I wouldn't blame them if they went to Kachekov. But I think after winning the first two games, I know that the possibility was there, but I think you would have to be super, getting back to the previous segment, you'd have to be super-duper- oversized testicles mm-hmm. in order to make a goalie switch mm-hmm. after going two oh going I mean, up look, 2-0 in, could, a could, series, you, in a hockey series in a sport could have just a sport where the guy's got lucky gum. I understand Okay. I
0: understand. I understand your <laughs> he's point. got lucky gum. But I could I could have if all things being equal and Freddie Anderson was at hundred percent, I could have justified him starting tonight based on Ronta's play. Sure. I mean, like, let's not overlook the fact that yesterday you were making faces at me. I know when I was pointing out that those were collective failures. There wasn't just on Ronta. Oh, but the Barzell goal, though. Right. Okay. So it's not it can't like, happen. It's, it's just, not it like you can't happen. But they won. But they right. they won, and that's that's what I'm getting at. The one thing we, the one thing about this Kane's team that is maddening, right, is that you know what their pluses and minuses are. It's not subtle. There's nothing subtle about this team. You know what they're good at. You know what they're not great at. And it's just a matter of, on a, any given night, are they going to be able to overcome those deficiencies? Which is why I give them a lot of credit for their resiliency. This is a team, whether it's just the player makeup or it's what Rod Burnham as a head coach has instilled in the room and the culture and everything that goes with it, that they never really feel like they're going to be out of it. They can play, like, dog crap for a whole period. Which they f- did. Which they did. And they can find themselves easily in a, oh, crap, what is happening by being down 3-2 and still find a way. Jacob Slavin makes a great play. Right. Ties
1: it up, and I thought they really controlled it the rest of the way.
0: And and there's something to that. It's the belief, okay? It's the belief that, hey, man, all the stuff could be falling apart around us, but we'll still try to find a way to do it. Because how many times this season did the Canes, like, have those buzzer beaters or a miraculous, like, what an insane third period? Because they don't. I think people mistakenly
1: talk all the time about how a team has adopted a coach's personality. Yeah. Okay? Well. But in this case, in this very specific case, the Carolina Hurricanes are the embodiment of what Rod Brindamore was as a player. You will not, under any circumstance, outwork the Carolina Hurricanes. Nope. So if you're going to beat them, it's going to be because of your high-end skill. Mm-hmm. And that's where I look at the Islanders and I go, they're probably the worst team in the playoffs.
0: Now. That's why it's the They're match still in the playoffs,
1: though, and they still have talented players. Barzell with the goal towards the end of that second period, 20.3 mm-hmm. seconds left. That's the kind of high-end skill that I think is missing from the Canes, and you take away three of their top six forwards, and of course you're going to be missing some of your high-end skill. But to your point, okay, here's another injury. You just have to keep plugging along and playing that same puck possession four check style where they just suffocate you and they outwork you you will not there is i i don't know if rod's got the general neiland's uh tenants or not but i promise you there's probably somewhere on a chalkboard Mm -hmm. in training camp that says there will not be a team who works harder than us there will not
0: this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Now, as far as the game is concerned, as far as what the Carolina Hurricanes need to do, I really think it just comes down to be the team you're supposed to be. Because in that second period, and for a good chunk of the third, it was flipped. It wasn't the Canes that were creating high danger chances. It wasn't the Canes that were giving Sorokin a hard time with a bunch of you know, pepper in him with shots. I mean, we can get into the debate about whether they can finish or not, but they weren't even doing it. They weren't even setting themselves up. And it was the Islanders that flipped the script on them. They were the ones that were creating those high-danger opportunities, and it wasn't where they scored. I mean, ultimately, they ended up scoring on some mistakes. But that's really what it is. Tonight, the Canes got to go back to what we know they're capable of doing. Puck possession, high-danger opportunities. Don't make those key mistakes that the Islanders will absolutely jump on like we saw uh, in the second period on Wednesday night. In the immortal words of Mark Gottfried, as he told Cat Barber, you be you. Cat be cat. <laughs> I forgot about cat be cat. Cat be that, cat. That, that is a Mark Godfrey deep cut that I would actually forgot about. Yeah, you got to I mean, be you. There's a, there's a plane. has got to be you, man. There's a plane waiting for you. There's you a know. plane waiting for the Canes
1: to come back home. There is. And, and rest up for the Rangers, potentially. Those there are the t- only two teams with a 2-0 lead right now, by uh, the way. That's nuts. That is Gary Bettman said earlier this week they have the most competitive playoffs, and normally you'd say, yeah, of course, every commissioner says that. No, 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 no. He's no, no, right. No,
0: no. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> this is not a talking point. No. <laughs> NHL is always like that. NHL always has the most competitive playoffs. Uh, so, yes, all the hand-wringing. As uh, some Islanders fan left a comment on YouTube, you guys had six power play opportunities on Wednesday night, and you're up 2-0 in the series. Stop trying to act like everybody's out to get you. But you know what? Every fan base, thinks like that. And I also, I think it's more about being realistic about what we've seen from the Carolina Hurricanes so far and acknowledging they're fortunate to be up 2-0 in this series. They were fortunate to win Game 2, yep.
1: for sure. I mean, they have played them in Game 1. But yes. in Game 2, as you mentioned, not only was it 3-2 Islanders, but it really should have been 3-1 because one of the Canes' goals was from Sebastian Ajo scoring on his own net accidentally.
0: Unreal. Just absolutely unreal. Before we get out of here, uh, we got a. We we got a we got a part timer here at the station, Stephen. Esteban. He got a mullet. He's trying, I think. Yeah, he he's, he called it a modified mullet, and I told him, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, ah, I thought it'd be kind of fun. Looks, you know, when you put a hat on, you got the flow and things like that. I'm like, yeah, man, but like everybody's doing the mullet now, and I'm really curious as to why. It's, and like unironically, what's going on. He kinda of blew me off a little bit. It's fine. I'm an old man. I'm forty four. Steven's a youngin'. Look at you embracing that. I, oh, I've I've had I have embraced it. Mm. I have. So I see Steven today. They were out at the good guys car show today, the Grio's garage. Yeah. And he comes back, he's like, Hey man. So uh I had to go back to ECU to get some class stuff done. And I saw I think he I forgot what the number was, he's but he's like I saw a handful of guys with mullets, no irony, with those pit viper glasses. Yeah. Wearing like you know a Led Zeppelin shirt, I'm like, I'm telling you, man, that is the move right now. And this is the part that I have a hard time with as an older person, a Gen Xer, a zillennial, Since I'm in that weird in-between spot, Oregon Trail, mm. I'm in that weird in-between spot. You're you're a true Gen Xer. Yeah, I was born in '79. We worked damn hard to go through these fashion trends, so you wouldn't repeat these so mistakes. You
1: have to. Okay. So parachute when- pants
0: parachute pants hey look knee-high socks like we did that so Kevin you wouldn't Arnold have to style yeah. right and it's wild to me to see these things that we thought we'd buried like now look if you want a mullet y'all it's on you i'll show you a mullet these aren't mullets oh yeah they're like new like, fashioned like let me go back and find a picture of me from middle school where i was rocking the canseco okay Ooh. did you have the stripes No stripe, though. No stripe. I had a rat tail at one point, too. As did I. (laughs) Adam Gold had a fro back in the day. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.